Breaking news! Houston Texans expected to hire ex-Chicago Bears head coach Lovey Smith in the coming 24 hours or so. Yes, sir. No, Miles, you ain't, you ain't coming with that, man? No? Lovey Smith? Lovey Smith had a winning record with the Chicago Bears, man. Never got a second shot. Now he's getting a second shot. I think that's a good thing. Okay. And you know the NFL is like, oh, he's black, right? Right. That's what I. That's one of them black panic moves, in my opinion. But you <laughs> black know what? Panic moves. But I'm all for it. I am too. Bring it. I bet the NFL probably contacted the Texans and said, "Look, we'll foot half that bill if you put a black guy up in there." Sure. I'm curious what Deshaun Watson's input was. That's your franchise quarterback. Let's see if you have uh, his opinion, his approval. Of it. I bet Lovey Smith says, "Put me up in there. I'll smooth that whole thing over." I'll make it all right. It's not his job to do that, though. I think he'll think think because he's African-American. I think he has a better shot at it. Is that fair? I don't know. But, you know, shout out Lovey Smith. I'm not knocking him, but that's just, that's not the the breaking news I was expecting. Yeah. He did a great job with the Chicago Bears. I was shocked when they fired him. He got fired on a 10 and 6 record, man. They didn't make the playoffs, but 10 and 6 fired. What year was that? I can't remember. I can't remember. Early 2000s? I got to look that up. I want to say, man, it's the early 2020s now. That's black uh, NFL head coaches, man. We don't get second shots, and we got to wait 20 years if we do get one. What type of nonsense is that? Can we get into it today? Check this out, y'all. We got a lot to talk about right here. KBLA Talk 1580 Middays with Danny Morrison. Back in the booth after another high-energy weekend, which found me traversing all over Los Angeles, getting a lot of work done, but I was also able to find brief moments of respite to recharge my batteries in an effort to continue to fire that you and I continue to share every day here at 12 noon. This week, I got some strong topics that I want to touch on, so I'm hoping that you, my beautiful listening audience, will continue to lend your own perspectives to the discussion so that we can continue our march towards trying to find solutions to what ails the black community nationwide. And today, it's about to get personal. As you already know, on the Danny Mo Show, I have no problem telling you the positives and the negatives of growing up in the Morrison family back in my hometown because I believe that it would be foul of me if I came up in here offering an open mic to my audience, asking for you to be transparent with your life without being fully transparent with mine, giving you mine in return. More on that later. But a public back and forth on social media between two well-known celebrities this week definitely brought back memories of some painful moments of my childhood. And I'm willing to bet that it did yours too. If you haven't heard, Kanye West has been on a bit of a tear lately. Yes, he and Kim Kardashian have gone their separate ways and are currently in the midst of a divorce, but Kanye seems to be having a tougher time with the transition. In the interest of time... It will be impossible for me to take you through the entire timeline of what is going on with Kim Ye because we will be here until Valentine's Day breaking it all down. But here's a brief synopsis on what is happening in the world of what was America's most high-profile couple. Back in February of 2021, rumors started swirling that the marriage was over. TMZ started alleging that divorce was on the lips of the people within their circle and was alleging that Kim was asking for joint legal and physical custody of their four children. We had also learned that Kanye was apparently happy with it all, and they mutually decided to co-parent together. 
But to show that the couple was still cordial despite the imminent breakup, Kim and the kids attended listening events and shows of Kanye's, which seemed as though things were rocky yet still healthy enough to coexist. And the couple even surprised us all at one event by seemingly recreating their wedding vows with Kim taken to the stage in a white dress and veil. We started thinking it all was well. That is, until we found out that the rumors were true. According to E! News, Kim Kardashian had actually officially filed for divorce from Kanye West on Friday, February 19th, 2021, after six years of marriage. The spouses agreed on joint custody of their four kids, North, Saint, Chicago, and Somme, and neither Kim nor Kanye contested the prenup. And sources claimed that the split was very amicable. And I was like, cool, a clean celebrity breakup? When kids are involved too? That's a rarity right there. Congrats to them. I like it. That is, until reality set in. As you may have heard me say multiple times on this broadcast, relationships and marriages can be a fickle thing. Yeah, when you're with someone for multiple years, you marvel at a lot of the things that they were doing outside the box that no one else was doing. But after a while... You start taking them for granted and accept their actions as being the norm. The person that you decided to procreate with and hopefully spend a lifetime with may be special. But time tends to blur the lines of just how special they actually are. And even the smallest of those idiosyncrasies that you thought were so cute early on can slowly morph into being recurring annoyances that you simply cannot stand. The way in which they chew with their mouth open was once a running joke between you two, but now it's nauseating to witness. Those jokes that were hilarious in that first year have now become constant eye rolls around friends and family. You bragging to your friends about how close they were with your mama is now seen as the two of them unfairly teaming up and attacking you for no reason. And those constant jealousy-laced late-night check-ins that you thought was so precious in the beginning are now seen as some form of psycho behavior and a quest for control. Yes, the relationship may officially be over. But a lot of the time, your emotional connection to that person may never be over. They say that if you truly love someone, you will always be in love with that person because true love can never die. They also say that there is only one way to know that you are truly over a person that you have been in a relationship with or married to for all of these years. You're not sad, crying, or emotional. You're not angry, yelling, or volatile. You are simply indifferent. The feelings are gone. The stresses are gone. After the love is gone. But back on topic. Back to Kimye. So from the outside looking in, it looks as though the Kim Kardashian was far more ready to move forward than Kanye West ever was. While Kanye was making music about getting his wife and his life back, Kim was passing her law exams and taking scantily clad pictures and posting them on Instagram. While Kanye was screaming for Kim to come back to him in front of thousands of people at his concerts, Kim was asking a judge to deem her legally single amid the pending divorce. And while Kanye was moving across the street from his estranged wife and publicly stating that no official divorce paperwork had been signed, Kim Kardashian started dating Pete Davidson. And from that moment on, 
the relationship had devolved into a messy back and forth on social media with blocked phone numbers, claims of hiding his kids from him, Kim letting his daughter get on TikTok against his wishes, and even worse this past weekend. How Kim allegedly believes that Kanye West is trying to kill her. Yeah, that is happening right now, actually. It's a mess. So I know what you're all saying. Who cares? Why should we care about what's going on with that couple? This has nothing to do with us. Really. Here's why. We have all been there. Haven't we? Every single one of us. Either as a child or an adult. Every single one of us has experienced the emotions after the deterioration of a long-term relationship or divorce. Or both. And it wears on you, right? And I believe that we are witnessing a teachable moment in real time. There are a number of you listening that are in co-parenting positions in your own lives. Some of you may have a wonderful relationship with your ex. Maybe the breakup was cordial. Maybe the feelings surrounding the dissolving of the union were mutual. You both might have even moved on into new relationships and everyone is getting along splendidly. And then there's the other side of the equation. Which is, in my opinion... The vast majority of you listening. You and your ex don't get along well. The handling of the kids are always a point of contention. Child support is always the topic of conversation. They may even be constantly trying to break up your current relationship in an effort to get back with you. It's uncomfortable. And you wish that things could be better. And that is what I want to talk about today. The black relationship breakup. Yeah, I know that Kim and Kanye aren't technically a black breakup. I'm doing air quotes right now. Technically. But he is now, in my opinion, strategically identifying the blackness of his kids on social media now that there's trouble in the water. Gotta love when black celebrities start pulling the black sympathy card. Looking for black sympathy from his people after proudly licking the boots of Donald Trump in the Oval Office while rocking a MAGA hat. Not wanting to celebrate black history while also telling us that slavery was a choice, while the city of Chicago was on fire. But now apparently he's back to being black, pulling the old O.J. Simpson switcheroo. I'm not black, I'm O.J. I see you. But I digress. Barack Obama once said, quote, Change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones that we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek, end quote. All facts. And you've heard me say multiple times on this broadcast, in order for there to be truly change within the black community, we need an all-hands-on-deck approach. Black couples need to be on the same page and work towards solidifying the futures for our children. Broken-up couples and divorcees need to leave the past behind and be willing to put their personal feelings aside and do what is best for their young kings and queens. We're in the middle of a racial reckoning right now. The browning of America is in full swing. And it is up to us on whether we are truly committed to black to the future. No matter what you may think of your ex. But that's just me. All right, let's do this. Tell me what you think, L.A., huh? What do you think of this Kim and Kanye debacle going on right now? Huh? Do you even pay attention to it? Huh? Should he be given the opportunity to decide on decisions made about his children? especially in a joint custody situation. 
And should his mental health factor into the equation? Also, are black breakups any different than the breakups in other racial groups? We see the movies. We hear the music. Tyler Perry and Mary J. Blige are fashioning entire careers around black breakups. Do we have to deal with additional circumstances, though? Is it different? Or are all black, up, black break, are all breakups the same, black or not? And lastly, are you in a co-parenting situation right now? I think most of us are, right? How have things been? Good or bad? Any advice for anyone currently in one? We would all love to hear. Holla at your boy. Your voice is the change. Your voice is the community. Your voice is on. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast. Plus, like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mojo on those same platforms too. Plus, me and my midday partner in crime who has eaten his breakfast in front of me and not offering me any, but we ain't going to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles will take your comments via the ecosystem of the social network and check this out when we come forward. I will add another seven series to add to the topic of conversation today. The relationship is over. Done. Finished. Kaput. Done, dada. But it doesn't always have to turn into drama and nonsense, though. There is an easier way. That's so why my seventh series today is seven ways that you could be a mature ex. You want peace? You want stability? You want to avoid a Kim Ye situation? Ha! <laughs> I got the goods. Stay tuned. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to Middays with Danny Morrison on Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Miles, let's ride. Come on. Yeah, man. Black in the spot. Another episode of Middays with Tandy Morrison on KVLA Talk 1580. Discussing the Kanye West to Kim Kardashian breakup. Our own relationship breakups. And whether black breakups are different than all the rest. Let's go to the phones. We got Tony on the phone right now. Tony, give me your height, your color, and your hood. Hey, hey. Tony from Culver City. Culver City. Hey, I'm very disappointed. Drop that. very disappointed. Oh, Oh, yeah. Disappointed in who? very disappointed with... Huh? Kanye. Okay, tell me why. Right. The reason the reason why I'm disappointing the uh, Kanye, if you don't have your house in order, you're no good anyway. Anywhere. The men have to understand and this is real talk. Kanye wanna run around telling everybody what to do, talking about he a pastor and all that, but he's not keeping his house straight with his woman. He was talking about he had all this money, he was this powerful, but he can't even see his kids. Mm. Then he wanna he want to separate himself from the blacks think, because he has money, right? Mm. Now, like you said, he had to get on social media and ask for help to see his son mm. or his daughter. You have no strength at all. I don't even listen to him. We, we can be men. We don't need a billion dollars to be a man. We just have to learn how to be a man, learn how to love our women. This is it's too much. The guys who have the money and so-called power are not the leaders. That hurt my feeling, my brother. You know, he was on um, one of these um, uh, interviews, and he was bragging about how great he was. And then, like I said, the next week he can't keep, see his kids. So we have to show some kind of strength and, and, and take care of our family like we're supposed to. Let's say... 
what I'll say, what I think a lot of people are saying these days. We've been watching the slow deterioration of the mental stability of one Kanye West. Is it fair to say because he is not well that he catches a break? Well, he's using that as an excuse. Okay. Because real men, we can't use any excuses. We got to understand that money or not, we still got to handle our business. Now, I'm not saying it was his mental abuse that made them break up, but he still got to handle his business, still be patient, and still try to work it out with his with his woman if he can. No, that's done. Know? Kim is done. You can tell that Kim's moving on. I mean, you can't blame her. People try to criticize Kim Kardashian saying, give him a shot, give him a shot. Do you know Kim been with that cat for six years? And they were together longer than that. They were married for six and together longer than that. She has been really patient with him. <laughs> really? Well, he has. I knew I knew she was done with him. I don't know if people remember. He was on stage at one of his concerts and says that uh said that Cam wanted to abort one of his kids or something, right? And I go, yeah. that that's far. That's really far. And to be okay with that. He apologized in whole nine, but to put that into the atmosphere, man. I, I don't Is know. He- go ahead. It's bad, but I also blame the way they met, you guys. I'm I'm in the industry, and I know how they met. He was with the girl with the short hair, Amber. Remember? Amber Rose, yeah. And he snuck off with Kim. And Kim was with the brother from uh, USC, Bush. Remember? Right. They had gotten a fight over the Super Bowl because Kim wanted to have a party when he's supposed to be sleeping. Right? So (laughs) Kim started messing with uh, C. Oh, it's crazy. You can't. Everybody has to remember. This is your boy, Brother Adams. Relationships end how they begin. If you start them off file, they're going to end file. And believe me, brother, the men are not going to like it. I love it. Man, Tony, it's a good phone call, man. Thanks for kicking off the show the right way. I love the phone call. Thanks for calling in, all right? Miles, you got to love it, man. Like Reggie Bush was there early on. Bush was like, I'm a out of here. Because you know what they say. They say every black man that enters into the, the world of the Kardashians comes out worse for it. Reggie Bush said, I'm a out of here, man. Just saying. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Tra- Travis Scott is doing fine, by the way. Who what? Travis Scott is doing fine. Did just have the media come down on him over uh, his, his festival. That had nothing to do with the Kardashians. Or did it? No, I don't, th- I don't think it had anything to do, do with the Kardashians. No. Yeah, but yeah, I guess maybe they're saying there's a there's a, a dark cloud that is over that family. Any black man that enters in. I, I wouldn't even say that. I wouldn't go that far to say that about the family. But I will say the attention that the comes with the media being attached to that family is definitely heightened. Yeah. You see what James Harden said just recently when he was dating Chloe. He said they'd be out and she'd be taking pictures of the, the meals and then want to take a picture of the shoes and then want to take a picture of everything. He's like, I just want to hang out. Why are we taking pictures of everything? I can see how that could be annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, can we just kick it? <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Who else we got? Q? Is that what that says? Q, give me your height, your color, and your hood. Let's go. I'm 5'10". Dead uh, black. And in uh, West L.A. West L.A. Checking in. Ah, what's on your mind, King? Well, I think that um, when... Uh, Kanye West issue is a tablet issue. Hold on, turn your radio down. Can... I'm getting a whole lot of feedback from you right now. I'm sorry. Turn your radio down for me. 
All right. The podcast will be up in a couple of days. You can listen to your whole conversation. So uh, what's on your mind? Go again. Yes, the Kanye issue is a tabloid issue. There are so many issues that are facing the black community that we should be talking about. And the time that we have, we don't have too much time to discuss uh, people like Kanye, O.J. Sim- like Simpson, Barry Bonds. All these people, when they get married to white people, white women, <laughs> they don't look at the black I agree with you. I know what you're saying. You said we shouldn't waste time on black people that don't care about black people. I'm with you on that. I think there's a teachable moment in every single one of these issues, man. Every single one. And that's what we do on this show. We take issues that may be happening with celebrities and we blend, we blend them with real time, real people issues, which is what we're doing today. And more importantly, Q, we are rooting for everybody black. And that does include the people that may jump ship sometimes as well. That's right. So you don't. It it is like putting water in the basket. If you keep putting water in the basket, it would never fill up. You know, this this, this time that we have, we need to focus on. There's so many traumas that is going on in our lives. And we have to discuss, talk about issues that will move us forward. Apparently, Q's not a, a listener to this broadcast, Miles. <laughs> That's all we do on this show. But uh, I believe we can walk a chew gum at the same time, Q. We don't have to always just focus on uh, the doldrums that are, are surrounding our communities. I think we can also look at celebrities and see what they're going through and say, you know what? That's a teachable moment. They have a huge platform. Kanye and Kim were the most popular couple on earth. Okay. So when they're having some problems that a whole lot of eyeballs and ears are on, I would love to take whatever we can learn from that moment and say, you know what? How can we blend this into what we go through, just regular folk in the black community? I think that's what we do. And we do it on the regular. Q, I appreciate the call. I'm up against it. But uh, if you were an avid listener to this broadcast, we do all of the above. You should know that already. Is he gone? Appreciate you calling up. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we will go to the socials. Oh, my God. There's some great posts from y'all on our socials about this entire issue. I got a seven series today. We'll take some more phone calls. This is Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Right now, news and traffic. Check it. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, man. <laughs> Mid-taste with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, we're talking about when does co-parenting crossover into being controlling? The Kanye West, the Kim Kardashian breakup, our own relationship breakups, and whether black breakups are different than all the rest. I got to pull some of these uh, posts on our socials. You guys are on fire today. Uh, Lindsay Owens said, Kanye is very clearly not well right now. I'm not sure how many protective factors Kim has, but she is authentically herself. She's a social media queen, so it's not surprising that she allows her children to be. She's always been this way since before he met her. They both need to keep everything off the Internet and between their attorneys if they can't co-parent together. Uh, Jim Allen said, Kanye needs to fall back a bit. He has some decent points, but when his children are with their mother, he can't control that. As long as the children are being put, aren't being put in any danger, then he needs to chill. That right there is 
Uh, we'll get back to some more posts. That is huge right there. Because, look, you guys probably broke up for a reason, right? Obviously. <laughs> and it might be a reason that you were never comfortable with when you were together, either relationship or marriage. Now, you guys have to co-parent. And maybe they say those same habits that they were uh, uh, sharing while you guys were together, uh, they're still immersed in those habits. So now you got to send your child over. Let's say that they're an alcoholic or maybe even an addict of some sort. You have to now send your child over there. And you have some reservations about sending your child over to an ex that you divorced for all the right reasons. So I can understand how there may be a big question mark like, eh, am, am I good with sending my child over to my ex's house? Am I good with the ex that I just broke up with that showed me behaviors that only he and I or she and I know about that we don't want out to the public, not even to our families, but I now have to take my child and take them over to their house? To spend an entire weekend. Who knows what the what the issue is on why you divorced that person or broke up with that person. Things can get dicey when you're trying to co-parent. They really can. Because you don't know what's going to happen when they go over there. But here's the thing. There might be a court document that says, that ain't your problem. Ain't your business. You ain't allowed to. You're not. The minute they go over to that other person's house. They are allowed to parent the way that they want. If you feel that there's an issue, you probably got to go to court again to try to regulate that relationship. Probably. Hopefully you'll never have to. It's kind of the same, sort of, <laughs> when it comes to mentoring. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, remember? You could be the greatest mentor of all time. Fantastic. You know, pick a young king up. You know, dad is either uh, in jail or just an absentee or he could be uh, dead as well, Right? You pick up this young king, you let him spend time with your family, you take him to theme parks and pizza places, and you let him come spend a night at your house, spend time with your own children, you do all this positive stuff, and then you send him back home into a toxic atmosphere, and everything that you've been trying to instill in that young king goes away the minute he gets home. Kind of the same thing when it comes to co-parenting. If you got one responsible and one irresponsible, it could be a problem. So how do you navigate through that? I don't know. But I think, from the outside looking in, Kim is in that position right now. She's trying to figure it out. What do I do? I'm not a doctor. Okay? I'm not even Dr. Dre. Okay? Can't wait until Sunday now! But I think we can all say, something's wrong with Kanye. Okay? Something's wrong. I'm not in a posi position to diagnose what's wrong with them. Something's different. So you have to ask yourself, how comfortable are you sending your child into that situation? Children into that situation. That's what the conversation is about as it relates to us on the ground level. We regular folk. Are you comfortable with sending your children to an ex that may not be all right? Maybe through no fault of their own. You never know. But Miles, you and I haven't talked about him trying to claim his blackness again, though. I did want to touch on that with you real fast, though. You know, it bothers me a lot that all of a sudden 
He's like, I'm trying to protect my black children. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, now you black. Now, this is right. Now, now you black. This is right. Yeah, of course this is right. But now. You always give him a break. You give him cover. I don't like it. I'm not giving him cover. I'm, I understand a, a black man. <laughs> Wait a minute. The same black man that was in kissing the behind, genuflecting on the worst president of all time, inside the Oval Office with cameras all around, saying that he's the father that he never had. And slavery was a choice in the whole nine. You giving cover to that cat. I give me cover. I understand him. How do you understand that? He, okay. Are you going to say because of the death of his mom? No, I'm going to say because he just may not be the most mentally stable of us. Okay, if you admit that, okay. Okay. But do you now say he should have full parental rights then? That's where it gets dicey. I'm not saying I don't full parental rights. I don't know what that means legally, but I know as the father to those children, those there are unalienable unalienable you know the word. You know the word. <laughs> Keep in mind, it's a joint custody situation. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know legally what that means. I legally do not know what that means. I can't. I don't have children. I've never been in a situation. I've never been, uh, I haven't studied on this, so I'm not 100% sure what legally he can or can't do. But as somebody who uh, has children, I think that he has certain rights as the father that shouldn't be able to be taken away from him. Well, I can tell you that joint custody is basically 50-50. Overstood. Nobody's paying child support 50-50 time. That's the situation. So he's saying, what's the deal? Why can't I come to my baby's birthday party? Correct. Why can't I do this or do that? It's a fair argument. And if he hasn't been officially diagnosed with anything, how can you hold it against him? It's a fair argument. The problem is, if you're Kim, what do you do? That's the question. If you're the parent... What do you do? Who knows him better than anybody? Maybe even himself. What do you do? You send your kids over there? <laughs> I'm just saying from ground level, from where we are. Forget that. that they are both billionaires. And, and the cat that called earlier, he is making a good point. These are billionaires. So if they want to work it out, they can work it out. You need some help. I think it's safe to say that you can afford it. I'm with old boy on that. Fine. Okay? Here's the thing. There's a lot of us down here that ain't billionaires. Some of us are hundredaires <laughs> that are dealing with the same thing. What do you do? Some of us in different situations where the mother needs that money from us. You know what I mean? Like, it's, mm, yeah. Yeah. What if you have somebody that is an ex that is uh, suffering with substance abuse of some sort? Substance and, abuse, got a criminal record, whatever. And you divorced them for that reason or broke up with them for that reason. But y'all got kids together. And a document at the court say, if he going to pay child support, you're going to give him his kids. What you do? And he has a substance abuse problem. What you going to do? That's tough. I'm not saying I have the answers today. I'm saying there's a lot of people going through this. And it's like, I don't know what you do. It ain't even got to be a substance abuse problem. It could just be an irresponsibility problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you if you drop your kids off at your ex's house and there's 15 cats in the room. Mind you, your ex lives across the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I respect what Kanye said when he said, man, security's not going to get between me and my kids. I respect and I appreciate him saying that. 
you just said that he has a mental problem. That he may not be the most mental stable of us. You would call it a problem, I say he may not be the most mental stable. Okay, so knowing that information, how can you respect the fact that you know that he might be dangerous? Might be. Everybody might be dangerous. Uh, Everybody might be dangerous. No, you, I don't think you can conflate the two on this one. Not on this one. Does Kanye have a history of violence towards his children? Oh, oh is that the barometer? So unless he's violent, everything children else... children around... Have we seen it? I mean, you know, I mean, we can go off hearsay all we want, but... I'm just saying. I don't think that should be the barometer. I think it should be in danger. And danger is a broad brush, man. You know, it ain't got to be about violence. You're right. So you're right. We I stand corrected. We spank our children. Is that violence? Jashana would correct me right now if she wasn't in Africa. Excuse me, queen. If she wasn't in Ghana right now. Excuse me. But it's just it's a tough conversation. Are you saying the kids are in more danger around Kanye West than Kim Kardashian? Absolutely not. I wouldn't say that. I don't think I'm in a position to say that. Here's what I will say, though. You got to give grace to Kim if she's thinking that. 100% got to give grace to Kim, but <laughs> rules are rules as well. I, and that's what I just said. If you go to court and this paperwork says this, 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 you got to adhere to that. Or go back and prove it, which you can do. Go to the courts and say, I want a mental evaluation on both of us. Let's do it. I think something is amiss. So let's let's talk about it. And and for the record, I think that's where we're headed. Some Kanye is going crazy on Twitter, man. I hope not. I hope not for the black man's sake. What's sad is I know we're up against it here. What's sad is he's saying I have to protect my black children. Okay? And I go, I'm with you. You know, I'm with you on that. You're damaging them doing what you're doing on social media. That's damaging too. That, and so the parents are damaging the children. Yeah. There is no doubt about that. But Kim ain't done nothing. She put one rebuttal out to push back on his activity. That's it. Got to give her credit. She's been silent. And he's attacking. And my hope, my wish, my prayer. Because of the public perception, that's why. Okay. All right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You're, you're saying the only reason she says something is because she's a public person and image and reputation. Okay. I'm not saying I'm saying that we don't know. We don't. We don't know, know either which way, which where the 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 venom is coming from. We don't, but we do know where one direction it's coming from because he posts it all the time. I just, I don't know, man. But I want to know about y'all. Okay, we can sit and talk about Kim and Kanye all day, and this is what I meant by I think we can use this. As a teachable moment with our own children, our own situations, our own relationships, or what used to be a relationship or a marriage. How do you handle it? If you have a situation that you're going through right now, I will keep you anonymous, okay? I just want to know how you navigate through a situation like that. When you have an ex that is teetering or just not good, but they are asking to spend time with the kids, what do you do? How do you handle that situation? And if you can't get the courts involved or haven't gotten the courts involved, do you just give in? 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. 1580. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. What a great conversation, by the way. In my DMs, on the socials, with Miles. The phone calls, I think it's a great convo. It is. I'll give you more on our socials here. 
Uh, let me see. Juju said, I'm calling in. Okay, Juju, what's, what's wrong with your calling? Your, your finger's broken? Get to call. Um, Karen Wynn said, my two cents, they are not co-parenting. They are not parenting at all. That's not fair. Uh, Shantae Stewart said, Kanye being Kanye and Kim being Kim, we all knew this day would come. He has valid concerns about his children being on social media, but trying to solve problems on social media definitely isn't the way to go. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. We had a mini conversation here in the office uh, prior to my, my broadcast. We were talking about what is the age to allow your child to get on social media or to even have a phone? And I think the, the minimum age that you could get a TikTok account, if I'm not mistaken, is 13 years old. And I said, you could probably convince me to put a phone in the hand of your child at 13 for the first time. I think that's a fair age. But when you see seven and eight year olds with their own phone, and I don't mean a phone that's not connected, it's got games on it or whatever. I don't care about that. It's all good. But if they have their own phone and their own account and their own social accounts and everything, yeah. And I think that's what Kanye is afraid of right now with that whole rant, which, by the way, I'm going to read to you in a second here. He's like, why does my child have a TikTok account? He's terrified. But the people on social media are pushing back against him going, oh, now. Now you want to be confidential. We know all about your world. But now that y'all are not together, now it's about confidentiality. Shh. I'm just saying. It's like, come on now. Can't have both ways. Can't, can't have it both ways. That's why celebrities that keep their kids out of the shadow, I go, I got to give them credit. Of the shadow or in the shadow? In the, the shadow, I'm sorry. In the shadows, I'm sorry. Sometimes we don't see their kids ever. And it's like, that's great. That's fine. How many times have you seen Nicki Minaj's child? A few times. A few times. She's only like an a infant, though. I'm just saying. It's like, why? Got to give her credit. Nikki's like, y'all ain't got to see my kid all the time. Why? For what? Even though Rihanna's child going to be the best dressed baby of all time. <laughs> Is that not going to be the most fashionable baby of all time? It's- I'm not going to lie. We said the same thing about Kim's kid and Kanye's kids, but you know. What? What do we say? <laughs> they be the most dripped out. <laughs> what do you say? They're not, well, I don't want to get into that. We don't see them in, uh, uh, in that light. It's super fashionable. So I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll let these kids be kids. Who knows? That's true. That's true. You might be right. And that is that is something that we don't say all the time is those, those kids are very fashionable. We don't. But you would have to believe that the Yeezy brand is fashionable. Do you? I believe Kanye can dress. I believe Kim can dress. I know they know fashion. You mean they're all black with the hood and all that? You think that's fashionable? You call one outfit, I call that band a fashion icon. <laughs> with Danny Morris, the KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. <laughs> You need to quit right now. You know you need to quit. This is Middays with Danny Morrison. <laughs> KBLA Talk 1580. She's a billionaire. 
all got a band. We all went to den, and then I had to pay. If you f***ing with this girl, then you better be paid. You know why? Take too much to touch her. From what I heard, she got a baby by Buster. My best friend said she used to f*** with Usher. I don't care what none of y'all say. I still love her. I understand. You saying she's a gold digger? She ain't no, I'm saying one? I like Kanye West. Okay. I like his music. I played that song. But I, I, by the way, behind the scenes there, I said, give me a song. You know what we're talking about today. I'm thinking you're going to come in with, you know, something kind of smooth, tugs on the soul. Let's get back together. Let's, let's stay together. Can I come out with something like that? My bad. I, I didn't know that's what you meant. My bad. You she makes we're talking about Kanye West play Kanye. She ain't no, she's a billionaire. She ain't no gold digger. That song before they were together, man. That's classic Kanye. He's got more money than her. I don't think he's worth six billy, but he's a, he might be two. He might be two. That Yeezy brand is huge. I'll give him that. His music is a drop in a bucket now. Everybody's like, you need to make more music. He's like, do you know how small a percentage of his money comes from music at this point? (laughs) You really think he ain't making that much money off music? I think he's making money. In comparison to his fashion stuff, it's not even close. That Yeezy brand is huge, man. And he built it from the ground. Remember he was in the the studio with Sway? You ain't got the answer, Sway! When he was struggling with the whole brand. He ain't struggling no more. When those Yeezys go on sale, people line up around the block, man. I give him his credit. I think that's everything that man touches, not going to lie to you. Almost everything. Everything. In the last few albums, I don't know. Last few albums was Grammy nominated. <laughs> was that, oh, now you go in Grammys. You are so contradicting no, no, on this show. He goes sometimes. Grammys. He goes for the Grammys. He don't care about them. I don't think anybody cares about us. We got to do a show on that soon. I don't think these artists care about these awards anymore. I think they care about them streaming numbers. That's what they care about. Oh, his streaming numbers are right there. Big time. I think he was in the top five on that list. Drake was number one, obviously. But I think he was top five. He had a great year. His personal life is crumbling. And I think the person, when I read that uh, that post just now on our socials, it's about control, which is what the show is about today. There's a lot of men, and I said men. I'm keeping it real up in here, especially we African-American men. Get to a position to where we may have been a woman where you were probably, you know, the king. You was the man. You were running the household, you know what I'm saying? You was probably the breadwinner, you know? You had a queen, and she supported everything about you in the whole nine. And then you get taken out of that situation. And you guys aren't together anymore for whatever reason. And then to make matters even worse, once y'all break up, a new king comes in, replaces you. It eats at your soul. Some of these cats cannot handle that situation. When a new man comes in, and he's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he treats her the way that you should have been treating her the entire time. Maybe your kids are even vibing with that cat. And Kanye's losing his mind. Freaking Pete Davidson is in the house right now. Pete Davidson is in the bed with my wife right now. And it is his wife. They're not legally divorced yet. It's driving him crazy. I can't come to the birthday party. I thought that was foul. Kim was foul on that one. Now, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, once again. We don't know if they had some altercation or argument or something. Facts, facts, facts. But... To keep him away from the birthday party, I thought was foul. Shout out to Travis Scott, who apparently gave the, the address. But Just welcome to Second Baby with Kylie. Shout out to Travis. That happened today, huh? Well, what happened, but I saw it popped up on my news feed today. I think it, yeah. So, uh, can they afford a baby? All right, let's go. To- <laughs> I'm being, of course, I'm kidding. 
Speaking of Billy, she's a Billy too. Let's go to the phones right now. Give me your height, your color, and your hood, huh? My color and my hood, brown. Central Valley. <laughs> is this Liz checking in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is Liz. <laughs> uh, just uh, full disclosure, Liz is a friend of mine back from Bakersfield, and uh, we were having this conversation, and she was in my DMs, and she said, "Ah, this is my topic." I said, "We'll call the show." So, first of all, how you doing? I am doing fantastic, and I love that you're doing so well. I uh, appreciate y'all. I miss Bakersfield. I ain't never coming back, but I miss Bakersfield. Sure. Hey, we. <laughs> We miss you, but I might come down there. <laughs> <laughs> come on down to Los Angeles, girl. So uh, I'll come check in. What do you have to say about this topic? Not just necessarily Kim and Kanye. I mean, maybe you do want to speak on that. How do you feel when there is a breakup? And I know you personally, you've experienced some yourself. How do you navigate through that yeah. situation and keep everyone healthy? It's It's definitely a challenge. It's not easy because you're dealing with lots of different personalities. And then if someone has multiple personalities, well, that's even tougher. But, um, yeah. you know, it, it's just, it's hard. It, it is hard. And, but it's one of those things where you don't involve the children. You know, that's the healthiest thing you can do for them is be honest with them. Let them know what's going on between mom and dad, but they don't need to know the nitty gritty. They don't need to know what's going on behind closed doors. You know, you what keep if, that between the adults. What if your ex has a substance abuse problem? You tell the kid? You know what? I don't think you go into much detail. You simply tell them, you know what, whether it's mom or dad, you know, they're they're having, you know, a little bit of a hard time. They need to get some help so they can get better. And uh, we need to give them some space, you know. And you, based on the situation, you kind of, See if it's even feasible, maybe not seeing them, but maybe at least talking to them over the phone so they don't lose touch. And again, it's you really have to evaluate the situation and see if it's going to be a healthy interaction for the children. And if it's not, you got to make that tough decision and say, you know what, until you get better, you're not going to have any contact with the children. The problem is sometimes there's document documentation through the courts that says you can't do that unless you show some proof that he or she has a problem. Let's say you go to court and they say, yeah, joint custody, 50-50, but you know that your ex has some substance abuse problem. What do you do then when they're clamoring to see their kids? You know what? Then you look for that information. You know, If that means you have to play private investigator or hire a private investigator, you know, reach out to the people that he touches, he or she is in touch and, and is facilitating that substance abuse. You know, and you document everything, text messages. And I say, and I practice this with business and personal. If it's not in writing, it didn't happen. Facts. You back yourself up as much as you can, you know, and there's programs out there that can assist mother, you know, moms or dads um, to try and fight. And, you know, free legal services or maybe just for a discounted fee. You know, and you research all those resources as much as you can. But you do, as a mother of, of two, I, there isn't anything I wouldn't do to protect my children. I would go above and beyond and exhaust every possible contact that I could think of and ask. Mm. Uh, one more thing and I'll let you go. I knew you were going to knock this out the park. This is so your wheelhouse. Eh? Uh, what do you <laughs> do if you're Kim Kardashian right now? Do you... 
Do you involve the courts? Do you involve the cops? Do you what do you do? With someone with with that stature and I definitely involve the courts. You know, you you have the means for it. And if it means protecting your children at all costs, then guess what? That's what you do. As a mother, you, there isn't anything most mothers wouldn't do. And there are fathers out there that would do anything for their children that step in into that father and mother role. You know, so it doesn't matter who it is. But if you have the means for it, I think she should have the court step in to protect her children. Not just for her sake, but for the sake of the kids long term. You know, how is it going to affect them? You know, they're already at the forefront of social media and everybody. And that's a whole nother beast in itself. But now you're having to protect them from their father as well. Mm. You do everything you can. Liz, I appreciate you, beautiful. Thanks for calling me. And get down here to Los Angeles. You owe me a meal or something, right? You know what? I will be out there later this week. I will call you. Holla at your boy, okay? All right. You stay well. <laughs> you too. I'll talk to you. Love it. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Uh, when we come forward, I told you I'll give you a personal story that I've told on the show before. I will break it all down once again. I'll read some more posts here. Um, my girl Sherelle just checked in with a very, very good quote. And of course, 7 Series coming up before the end of the show. This is Minute Days with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Let us give you a word of, Let advice. Us give you a word of advice. Always, Always bet, bet on, on black, black, black. Unapologetically progressive. Unapologetically black. black. KBLA Talk 1580. We're riding with Danny Morrison until the wheels fall off. Fall off. Middays with Danny Morrison continues right now. Right now. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk Every I was telling Miles, like, my, my stomach is growling so loud, you guys will probably hear it over the air. Got to get something in my stomach. Usually what I do in the morning, as Miles knows, I have this energy bar that I eat. Instead of breakfast, I have an energy bar that is like a brick. Like, oh, you have to hold it with two hands. And I didn't have one this morning. Because I was rushing up the freeway trying to get back here. And uh, I'm struggling. I'm doing this show without my regular, you know, that's my spinach. That's my Popeye. You don't know about that. You don't know about that. Did you have a fat phase, Danny? Not fat. Um, Chubby, husky. That was a term back then. Husky. Husky is probably the word. I would say in my early to mid. No, 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 no. I take that mid to late 20s. I was probably husky. I've mentioned on the broadcast before. Your boy was on Wheel of Fortune back in the day. I don't want to brag. Let's just say. Pat Sajak almost changed his name to Pat Say Black, you know what I'm saying, after I was on the show. We ain't gonna get into it. You know, if you think of plan, get on YouTube right now. Type in Danny Morrison, Will of Fortune, and you'll see how your boy dominated way back in 2001. Got you a car! Got me a car and a whole 9-1, everything. So much so, they had to kick me out of the building. They said, he gonna take every dime, he gonna shut down Sony Picture Studio. Danny Morrison taking so much of our money, so get him out of here. That being said, if you see me on that show... That's Husky Danny. That's <laughs> Husky Danny. I was about to that, be. That was your biggest? It's probably my biggest, yeah. What were, you, what were you weight like then? I'm 6'1". That means I... Uh, your weight now, 6'1", what? I'm, I'm, two, I'm, I'm about 215 right now. I was probably then 240. I'm he was a little, little linebacker. Was, yeah. 
And okay. I had one of them necks. And uh. I, had, I also had, like, you know, a whole pack of weenies on the back of my head, too. Oh, uh, okay. I did. But uh, you know what? That matter of fact, it's funny you say that. That moment is what got me into health. When you see yourself on national TV, <laughs> you go, yo, because it adds 10, 15 pounds to your weight, right? Yo, everybody was like, you know, you look handsome, but I heard that so many times from my family, but you look fat on that show. I said, I know. I was at the gym that next morning. <laughs> All right. Haven't looked back ever since. And and I think that's what it takes. Sometimes it takes it. a kick in the gut to get you on track. I feel it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I was also on another game show, not to pop my collar. I was on a show called Game of Talents uh, late last year. It was on the Fox Network. And if you guys want to see it, it's on Hulu right now. It's called Game of Talents. Wayne Brady hosted it. And me and a female friend of mine went on that show and lost. Didn't have the same success on that show. But uh, I liked the way I looked on that show. I said, man, there's a big difference from Will of Fortune. <laughs> and there's also a big difference between TV back then between standard definition and high definition, too. Like, I think in 4K, I don't know if it's still true that it adds 15 pounds to you. You think in 4K? I think what they see on the screen is who you are. I I think. I don't know if that's how pixels work in television, but I don't know. Hey, okay. All right. Can we get back on track here? Do it. Sherelle Diggs checked in with this whole Kimye situation saying, Kim and Kanye. Firstly, this caller, Tony Fax. That was last hour, by the way. Kanye was used by these plastic attention-seeking women. Wow. Now he's out there. He's been mentally challenged since his mom died. Like R. Kelly. (laughs) People turned their heads like he wasn't sick in the mind. Kanye is sick. He needs therapy. He should not have been surprised that she is finished with him. Next. That's her call sign. (sighs) Sherelle, I love you. I ain't trying to compare... Kanye to R. Kelly. I think as a stretch, I see where you're going. And I definitely agree that once he lost his mom, uh, things changed. And I think that goes with anybody. Anybody that buries a parent. And as I've mentioned multiple times on this broadcast, if the circle of life remains intact, we're all supposed to bury our parents and our grandparents. If they're not gone before we can actually meet them. But, um, it doesn't matter, though. You bury your parents, man. It's struggle. It's a struggle. And the way in which she lost her life is tragic. So I could see how that could alter the state of mind of Kanye West. And we see it. And we pray for that cat all the time. But here's what's going on with them right now, okay? It says, according to Billboard, uh, Kanye West is once again lashing out as his estranged wife, Kim Kardashian, amid a public feud about their daughter North's presence on TikTok. The 44-year-old rapper and fashion mogul, who now goes by Ye, took to Instagram on Sunday, which was yesterday, to share screenshots of an alleged text message conversation with Kardashian's unnamed cousin showing support over his displeasure of North 8 being on TikTok without his consent. Quote, this is an, an example of Kim's cousin agreeing with me about TikTok, then proceeding to ask me for some Yeezys afterwards. Ye wrote in all caps. Kardashian opened up last week about the difficulties of co-parenting with Ye in a lengthy Instagram stories argument and defended her parenting methods after the rapper negatively commented about North's TikTok videos. Quote, divorce is difficult enough on our children. And Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation so negatively and publicly is only causing further pain and 
and, and for all, the reality TV star and shapewear mogul wrote. The Donda rapper took things a step further on Sunday by claiming that his estranged wife had, quote, accused me of putting a hit out on her with no further elaboration. And Kim, yesterday, Kim accused me of putting a hit out on her. So let me get this straight. I begged to go to my daughter's party and I'm accused of being on drugs. Then I go and play with my son and I take my Akira graphic novels and I'm accused of stealing. Now I'm being accused of putting a hit out on her. I could read more, but you see where this is going. It's really, really getting rough. Now, I've told my personal story on divorcing and co-parenting on the broadcast before. But considering we're being so transparent today, allow me to tell it again in short story form this time. No. For those that haven't heard it, because I've been here. Seven years old. I was a poor little nappy head Cottonwood Road kid that fancy playing Atari games and, and climbing the blackberry tree in our backyard. You know, a few of my luckier friends had fathers in the house, but my own father chose to rarely come around post-divorce. He would make those random appearances to come and hang out, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, come and hang out with my mom. But those times were few and far between. My mom was and still is a devout Christian woman that had no interest in jumping back onto the love train. Fell in love as a young woman and she fell hard to my father, a military veteran, just a good looking cat. Y'all should see him like tall caramel-colored, Landau-Calrissian-type specimen that captured her heart for the long term. And even after the divorce, my father would still work to keep my mother, quote-unquote, barefoot and pregnant, as they say, even though he had moved on and started a new life with new familial responsibilities. There was a controlled chaos in our single-parent-led Morrison household. My mother occasionally spent time with my father to balance her emotions, and my father used our household as a physical and sexual respite. And it all seemed right through the eyes of a child, though. I was like, hey, daddy says sometime. That was until my mother chose to get herself a boyfriend. His name was Alton Whitehead. Yeah, he was a motorcycle-riding, cul-de-sac, haircut-wearing, middle-aged white man that fancied African-American women, right? Yeah, he was a white man named Whitehead. I know. My friends and I snickered at that realization, too, all the time. As a matter of fact, we still do today. And he was cool, though. He was cool. He would bring me Atari cartridges and took the time to get to know me. He would sit down, ask me questions about my day, make small talk with my friends, tell me about his favorite video games to play. You know, dad stuff. And it was so refreshing having another male around had cared about my well-being. Yeah, my friends would tease me. They used to call me Different Strokes <laughs> and Oreo and just, I mean, we just got a list. But I knew that they were just attempting to deflect their own jealousies and insecurities onto my newfound fatherly fortune. So, yeah, all was right within the Morrison household until my father found out. And I remember it like it was yesterday. He was furious. So angry, in fact, he demanded a one-on-one -on -one talk with each of his children, from oldest to youngest, in his car, parked right in front of our home. After spending multiple minutes speaking about two older sisters, individually, that resulted in them scrambling back inside, fraught with anger and emotion, it was my turn. So I walked out the front door, slowly sauntered up to my father's green Cadillac Seville. Y'all remember those? 
opened up the door, climbed my dusty kid's shoes that we bought at the grocery store inside, and I turned to my father, and he spoke. Stand at your mama. Wants to go and get herself a boyfriend. From this day forward, you are no longer my son. End quote. Ouch. I want you to think about what that does to the psyche of a child. A seven-year-old child. It's tough enough being a young African-American male in America. It's tough enough being a man in a house by default. And there I was. A kid. Wide-eyed, frail, and innocent. Looking up at my father while he drives a stake through my heart in real time. I wanted to run. I wanted to cry. I wanted to be held. Instead, I was being intertwined with adult relationship issues that had absolutely nothing to do with me. And I slowly exited the automobile, numb. And to make matters worse, my mother would predictably end her relationship with her newfound boyfriend soon thereafter. I believe to satisfy my father. Goodbye, Alton. So throughout our communities, all across racial lines, there are men that are the products of parental decisions such as these. And trust me, fellas, I understand sometimes adulting can be difficult. Okay, I hear you. The lure of the club scene can be a proposition too appealing to pass up. The responsibilities of child support is having detrimental effects on your cash flow. I get it. The mother of your child has probably started dating as well. But our sons are likely to repeat the neglectful errors we are currently making as fathers. And our daughters are likely to have a hatred towards men and or gravitate towards men who mistreat her all because of us. It's that serious. That's not hyperbole. That's real. So we got to break the chain and get back in front of our children the best we can. I was telling a friend the other day, I said, I'm two hours away from my kids right now. It's a tough balance, man. But you still got to work to try to make it work. You have to. It's a serious issue out here. And we got to step it up, dads. Black dads. We got to. And that's my story. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward... I got some more messages to read on our socials and our DMs here. Uh, take some more phone calls. I definitely want to know from you. Kim Kardashian and, and Kanye or just you and your ex. How do you make it work? Do you have a volatile situation or do you have a healthy situation? I would love to hear either or. Either or will suffice. <laughs> And, of course, I've also got a 7 Series coming up in a few here. We might get into some house cleaning as well if we have time. Still a lot more to go. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. News and traffic right now. Join me on the other side on Middays with Dar Danny Morrison. You heard? Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. Right now. Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580. We are discussing Kim and Kanye today and also how it relates to us, okay? Our own relationship breakups and whether black breakups are different than all of the rest. Uh, a few minutes ago, I broke down my own issues uh, in my... I'm sorry, I'm slapping my hands together. I'm sitting there eating chips in between. I didn't have breakfast. I'm trying to... <laughs> but um, my own issues growing up with a, a single mom, uh, six children, all same daddy. 
Y'all know we black people always do. Y'all got the same daddy? Yeah, all the same daddy. But uh, us trying to navigate through our adolescence, knowing that my mom and dad were going through what they were going through. And it's tough sometimes. Because then, you know, there's some families that there's choosing of sides, you know, especially if you're a young king growing up in a single parent household. I think all of us have mouthed those words. I'm going to go live with my daddy. How many times have you said that? I'm going to go live with my daddy. And then your daddy ain't checking for you like that. But you'll say it anyway just to make your mama mad. Why do we do that? There's so many things that you did as a child and you look back and you go, why would you do that to your mama? I told Miles on the show the other day, how many times did I wish my mama dead when I was a kid? Like, for real. And don't y'all leave me out of by myself! Miles, don't y'all leave me out of by myself. I'm not the only one that used to wish my mama dead all the time when she would stop me. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Am I the only one that would wish my mama dead? Am I the only one? Did you used to do that? Ilya, did, Ilya didn't do it either. I would say, okay, chef, I got you. But uh, absolutely. So there was some issues that we went through as uh, kids. You know, six kids, four girls and two boys. I'm the oldest boy, number three of six. And yeah, watching our parents go through what they were going through, we didn't fully understand the entire scope of what they were going through. We were just happy to see daddy when he would show up. And then we would take sides. And then it would drive my mother crazy. My father would be missing for months, right? And he would just show up and spend time with her. But when he showed up, it was like Barack Obama came in. Oh, my God. Dad's here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, she's there the whole time, helping us with our homework, paying the bills, work, trying to keep things afloat, not getting really any child support from him when he eventually started paying it because my mother was on general assistance like our entire adolescence, so she would get her welfare checks and food stamps and a whole nine and then $50 from the state regardless of how much he was paying. I don't even know if they still do it that way, which I have no idea why. Some say uh, it's systemic control of African-American women. It's a whole different conversation. But it was tough. And I think it's just another one of those issues that we in the African-American community are going to have to finally face saying, hey, can we put all of our feelings aside, regardless of why we broke up with whomever, why we divorced whomever, and say, how do we make sure that that young king or queen has a healthy situation at home? We know once they leave the household, they got to go through hell in this country. How can we make sure, at least when they get home, they have a sanctuary? That's what we got to talk about. Because it is just troublesome that they are born into this world, already behind the eight ball. And then they have to live in a household that is just rife with nonsense. Then we send them out into the world where unspeakable things are being done to young African Americans in 2022. We got to decide. Where's their sanctuary? It should be with us. And if we can't get along with our exes, I'm telling you, it's a problem. And to make matters even worse, may have a lot to do with how they perform as adults the way that they are treated at home. I wasn't kidding about what young queens do. I wasn't kidding. I'll read it again. 
Our sons are likely to repeat the neglectful errors that we are currently making as fathers. And our daughters are likely to have a hatred towards men and or gravitate towards men who mistreat her. You think I'm kidding? I guarantee you, every single, every single person listening knows someone going through that right now. Probably in real time. It's that important. Let's get into the seven series. I'll skip the, uh, I'll skip the house cleaning today. <laughs> you guys already know. Download the app. Get to our socials, etc., etc. Check out the podcast. I got a new podcast up right now. So uh, go to our socials. Uh, go to the KBLA app and also KBLA1580.com to download whatever episode of this show you want to hear. All right? Let's get Eugene on the phone before I jump into the 7 Series, though. Eugene! Give me your height, your color, and your hood, King! Well, six foot even, just a little bit under you. Uh, <laughs> top of Pimble Brown from Inglewood. Inglewood! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on fire right now, man, with the Super Bowl coming in. I love it, I love Woo! it! Days away. Know it. Uh. And I got and, and you gotta give a shout out to Doolin's for the soul food. That's where everybody should be going this weekend. Yeah, it's that's where everybody's gonna be. And then we got the taste of, of Inglewood coming in over the next few days too. Inglewood Ooh. is ground zero, popping. boy. I'm telling you, man. It's popping, it's popping. It's popping. Yes. Uh. So what's but on your mind? The subject about what do we do? Uh uh especially single fathers yeah uh and what happened is i've raised three daughters right in the middle of south central during the crack epidemic Mm. and uh, i was working at night and the only way that i was able to maintain without having a bunch of boys coming into my house and i had three daughters and the oldest daughter i put them put her over the other two it was like stair steps so I gave her full responsibility and she took it on, you know, as much as a 15, 16 year old kid could. But then what would happen is that, uh, I would have to be the, the, the strong man in their life and be an image. I was run, trying to run my own business and, and working at the post office at the same time. So it's the image that they see of the black man. And then what happened, they developed disciplines just like a sergeant in the Army getting all these rookies coming in. But that sergeant is to straighten them up. That's right. And, and discipline them. And in about two or three months or six months, the same guys that went in or women that went into the military, they've changed. They've learned to become more disciplined, more honorable, more truthful, and uh that those tens, those 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 traits tend to stick with the kids and people in the army for life. That's right. It, it's like you're training a tree or a, a plant, and you got to put rubber bands to make sure that it's straight, goes up straight. Then after a while, that little root or that plant gets so strong that it can go by itself. Mm. It's when they're young. Uh, you've got to put more time and plan and that they get to know your personality as a friend or, uh, or as, 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 the, as a God on earth. Yeah. And once you establish that as while they're kids and they're friends, friends with your kid, they know your personality, they adapt to your personality because you are all that they see. Mm. And then life 
takes, and of course, you got to have God in life. So you be the parent that you know how to guide right and teach and 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 be the example, and they'll turn out all right, even if it's just one family in a household, one person. Come on, Miles. Can we give uh, my man Eugene call of the day? Because that is the call of the day right there. I think he read straight from the book of Eugene because that was almost scripture that he dropped on us right now. I appreciate you, King. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. That's facts. That's facts. And it's tough sometimes. I know, y'all. I know it's easy to say what I'm saying. You know, it's like, oh, me in front of your kids. Make sure you do this and do this, especially when it's uh, a co-parenting situation. A lot of what you do, as positive as it may be, it may be some adverse effects when they go to the other parent. I get all that. But you can only do what you can do. And as long as you do what you can do, I think it'll balance itself out. I honestly believe that. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. On the other side, I'll give you the seven series. Middays with Danny Morrison, where Black Lives Matter. Stay there. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Still looking for that one special voice that makes you fall in love with podcasts? The One is out there and free on Spotify. With over 2 million shows and today's most talked about podcasts, Spotify is the best place to find that one special show that makes you laugh, keeps you interested, and keeps you listening for more. Whatever you're into, get way more into it with a podcast. Find the one you've been listening for right now, free on Spotify. We're listening around the clock. Around the clock. Around the clock. And your time to be heard is right now. Now, right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm Midday's with Danny Morris, KBLA Talk 1580. Okay, I know there's a couple of people in my DMs waiting for the 7 Series right now, but my dude walked in just now. Uh-huh. Chef Mike is in the building right now. Can we give love to Chef Mike, my man Miles, please? Can we give him just a little bit, little bit of love? Just a little bit. Just you know, a little bit. One of my favorite people <laughs> since I got here to Los Angeles because he gave me some salmon that is just, man, I almost wanted to slap my mama, man. It was so good, man. It was that good. Don't slap mom. Just have me come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you brought some food today. What'd yes, you I did. Okay, I did. I couldn't do the salmon again because we're not one-trick ponies. Okay. So thank you for plugging the salmon. But today, what you're having is uh, a chili-crusted Chilean sea bass Ooh. over crab fried rice Ooh. with uh, carrot puree Ooh. with smoked chili essence. Okay, smoked chili essence? Yes, yes. So when you bite into those carrots, it's nice and smooth and buttery, mm. little sweet, little heat. It's just, it's a perfect, it's it's the anti-mashed potato. We, keep, the- <laughs> we can't just keep putting mashed potatoes on everything. Come on, now. There you go. Leave the potatoes alone. There you go. All right, and uh, you have an event coming up. Yes. Well, everyone has an event. Listen, Valentine's Day is here. Don't act like y'all don't know. This year is different because it's the day right after Super Bowl. That's right. So, fellas, here's how you negotiate. I'm here for you, fellas. Tell her, book your seats with me for Monday. And if she lets you do your thing with the boys on Sunday, you got her covered for Monday. What is this let's her stuff? What, what world you living in? Listen, I'm living in the real world, bro. We, <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping it a hundred, man. All right, go. <laughs> hey. He going to hey, give the buck a minute. I'm going to give it a buck. <laughs> uh, you were saying. All right, go. You got to negotiate. But no, listen. And 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 I'll be and I'll keep it a buck with the sisters, too. I know y'all going through stuff with the with the brothers. We put y'all through it. So sometimes maybe you just got to get your girls and do Galentine's. Mm. Uh, that's four seats right there. Okay. But there's only 24 seats available. 24 seats available. 24 to, Where's know, this at? This is in San Pedro. The restaurant is beautiful. You can hit them on the gram. It's called Babouche. I'm doing the Chef Mike takeover. Babouche. Babouche. Spell that, please. Uh, B 
A B O U C H. Babouche. It's a Moroccan themed restaurant. So I will be doing the whole Chef Mike takeover for that evening. But after that, you guys got to go back because they do belly dancing there. They do it's a whole thing that y'all not into, man. Wow, it's it's, it's amazing. Black but, people ain't into belly dancing. Norm- uh, you you will if you go up there. <laughs> now there's no there's no pole involved. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But it's beautiful. Send all emails to Chef Mike. <laughs> Oh my Careful, goodness. man. Now listen, y'all can hit me on the gram and hit me to to re- to reserve your seats. Chef Mike two one three. It's your LA chef. Chef Mike two one three. Hit me on the gram. Book your seats. And those, you know, the demo listeners out there, if y'all, I tell you what, it's usually a surprise uh, menu. But if I book six seats or six tables, which is twelve people, uh, with the by Wednesday, I will actually text Danny. The, the menu to read on the air. Ooh, okay. Now we're talking. And, and it's nothing like what he's having for lunch today. Yeah, man, it, I went in there and I, I, it was like I was looking at porn. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make love to that food in a couple uh, minutes. Here. Yeah, and it's three, it's three course, a three course meal with dessert, tray pass apps, and cocktails. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything you want. So if they want in, what do they need to do? I don't think you've said that officially. Yeah, hit me on Instagram, Chef Mike213. Chef Mike two one three, and they can uh, send me a DM, and we can, and I'll take care of all the booking from okay. that point on. So you yes. do it from your DM. Yes. Okay. So yes. Cash App or however they do. They need to pay in advance and everything. Yes. Or? Yes. Okay. Um, but they, in case they have questions and everything, I'll hit them. I'll hit them di- back directly. Uh, we can talk on the phone. Whatever they want to do, I'll answer all questions because there are food allergies involved. I want to make sure because it's a preset mm-hmm. menu, but they will love it. And I'm here to tell this cat is <laughs> the truth. Y'all know I'm, I don't mess around on this show. Thank you. Best food I've had in L.A. so far. Ah, uh, thank you, bro. It's, it's not even close. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I think someone took a picture of your lunch, and it may be posted on the KBLA. Ooh, well, it's going to be on my socials pretty soon, so y'all just sit tight uh, at Danny Mo Show, and we'll do it. All thank right? you. Welcome to the next level, y'all. Uh, look at you! <laughs> Chef Mike inside the Danny Mo Show. Appreciate you, King. Uh, when we come forward, I'll try to get in as many of the seven series as I possibly can, and then I'm going to go get my meal on. Middays with Danny Morris KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about. Stay there. Yeah, man. Middays with Danny Morris KBLA Talk 1580. I apologize for pausing the broadcast, but, uh, you know, when it comes to black business, I'm sorry. It takes precedence. He's got to eat. Got to eat. I was just sitting there saying how hungry I was, and Chef Mike says, I got you. And he got some sea bass, and I've never eaten sea bass before. I'm a salmon guy. Had salmon yesterday. And I want some, whatever whatever he's got, I trust him. He's just one of them cats. You know he ain't going to leave me around. Let's, uh, how many of these can we get in? You ain't getting them. You, I can't get none? Can we, I'll save it. I'll save it, guys. I'll, I'll, I don't know when. <laughs> what on Instagram are doing? Mm. Facebook. You've been trying to get me to do that, huh? I'm saying, man, you, you have a good social media following and, uh, you know, it'd be, I think it'd be nice and it'd be good uh, uh, good content for you, man. Follow my man Danny Morrison at Danny Mo Show on Instagram. And follow my man Miles Lowe. Miles Lowe Music for show. And that, man, I saw you posted that video too, man. Fire. Go back from the shows. I put you. I've been in this hip-hop thing for 25 years. I'm. You have one of the strong. I don't want to put a number on it. You have one of the strongest stage presences I've ever seen of a hip-hop artist. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. That is real. I'm not just saying that because I love you. It's real talk. If y'all ain't seen Miles, Miles knows how to cover a stage. And I tell young hip-hop artists all the time because they think they can just get up there and grab a mic. And they have 50 cats on stage with them saying all of their rhymes with them. And I go, you are not an artist. What do you mean? 
if you got 10 cats on stage all with a mic saying the same thing you saying, uh, you can't do this, huh? I dare you to get up there by yourself and perform. You do it? You are a true artist if you can get up there by yourself. If you got to have all them cats on stage, I think you're scared. I said that to one of my rap artists, quote unquote, friend. I said, you scared, huh? He said, yeah, I got, you know, I got some anxieties up there. I said, then you ain't ready for this then. Can you, as a rap artist, get on stage by yourself? And by the way, don't be rapping over your own lyrics either. Uh, Miles, how you feel? Do you hate that as much as I do? You know, for a while I did. The older I got and the more I matured into the, and see what hip-hop is maturing into, do what you do. You're okay with that? It's not going to be me, but teach us all. Dude, come on, give me that instrumental and flow. Why you got to rap over your own stuff? It's stupid. Some people aren't true MCs like that. Some people, you know what I mean? They literally are going to peek at, you know, where they peek at. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, so I, I see what you're saying. You're saying there's some cats, there's different levels of this thing. And there's some cats, maybe they ain't trying to break the bank open. Exactly. You know, I, I read, uh, I listened to an interview with Gilbert Arenas. He was talking about there are some people in the NBA that all they wanted to do was get to the NBA. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to be superstars. They didn't want to be all pro they didn't want to they want to hoop for a living do what Mm. they love doing make money doing it some people do that with music so if you don't have the the skill set to go up there like i go up there by all means do what you do all right that's fair and that's from an mc y'all just heard that it's true but you back to you i got off track here man the fact that you could command a stage alone says everything man can't be shy up there man you can't and a lot of these cats man got bars boy but they go I got to get on stage, too? It's like, yeah. That's part of the experience, man. If you a true MC, you got to be able to command that stage. And it's tough. Because, you know, what public speaking is the number one fear in the world? It's tough. But if you want to do this hip-hop thing, that's how it works. I am out the door. The D.L. Hughley Afternoon Show is up next. Good luck. God bless. Go on. Keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to talk about, y'all. Be good. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.